What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the PropG Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. It's hard to believe, but we are already a full month into 2023. And of course, that means with February now here, we're less than two weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting to around two weeks, less than two weeks, right in there to pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training. Of course, on the Battery Power Podcast Network, you can find the Battery Power Podcast, the podcast to be named later, and the Daily Hammer, all at BatteryPower.com, as well as at Battery Power, SBN across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is this. The Braves have had some house cleaning moves, some housekeeping moves uh, that they made, you know, shoring up, you know, some additional minor league sightings as well as some news on filling uh, the, the spot that was left by Chip Carey, who now is the play-by-play voice for the Cardinals. We'll get to those moves a little bit later on in this episode of the Daily Hammer, but first want to address... The Athletic coming out with their off-season grades for all 30 major league teams. And, you know, as we continue to see the off-season progress, and it's been an off-season that, just to be honest, there hasn't been as much activity trade-wise as, as many were anticipating could have happened in the month of January. It seemed like that, you know, in the month of uh, November and December, you had a lot of your free agent signings. I know, you know, over the holiday season into the new year, the Carlos Correa saga, all of baseball was ready to see how that would play out. But many were predicting that January could be a relatively busy month when it came to trades, and it just did not materialize. That doesn't mean that it it, it won't. You could, you could still see, obviously, with there being two months before the season starts, you could still see plenty of moves and some significant ones being made, even as spring training occurs. But so far, there haven't been that many significant trades in the month of January. So, with that being said, it seems like that most teams are ready to go into the start of spring training. They're ready to go in satisfied where, you know, that they've done most of their heavy lifting from the offseason. And for that reason, you'll likely start seeing, you know, many outlets give their overall perspective of how all 30 teams did in the offseason. Well, when it comes to the athletics ranking of Major League uh, teams around baseball, the Braves got a B-plus. And, and the Braves were one of several teams that got a B-plus as only three teams received a grade of an A-minus. Uh, of an A-. 
The Phillies, the Mets, and the Rangers all received a grade of A- from the Athletic, while 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, while well, 10 teams received a B-plus grade. So, you know, again, Braves are in a, you know, pretty crowded tier. But one thing that's clearly significant from the Athletics rankings is that the, the three main teams in the NL East, and arguably three of the five best teams in the National League, each one of them ranked among the best teams this offseason. And each one of them also made one, some of the more significant additions to their team this offseason. Obviously, the Mets replacing Jacob deGrom with Justin Verlander. Beyond that, because they did not get Correa, you know, in the free agent signing, a lot of, beyond that, a lot of their signings were retaining the talents that were free agents from last year's team. But they maintained, you know, the level of talent that they had last year into this year. So the Mets had a strong offseason. The Phillies, they got a deeper bullpen with free agent signings. And obviously, they added one of the best free agent talents out there to fill a position of need for them with Trey Turner at shortstop. And then you look at the Braves. And the Braves, the, the, the biggest storyline for the Braves this offseason was the fact that for the second straight offseason, we saw one of, you know, arguably the cornerstones uh, of this core group that has had so much success over the past five seasons, we saw one of, you know, the cornerstones of that group of Dansby Swanson leave to now be the shortstop for the Chicago Cubs. Whether or not you want to call him a cornerstone, that's fine. At the very least, he was a significant part of the Braves' core that has won five straight division titles, had a lot of playoff success, and obviously won the 2021 World Series. So for the second straight offseason, the biggest story for the Braves was the, a player that left in free agency. And the other thing that stood out about the Braves' offseason is that they've made upgrades, right? they made upgrades, but the upgrades have come in areas where they were already strong. Looking at the fact that they acquired Sean Murphy from the Oakland Athletics, they signed him to a six years to a six year extension. In the move, they moved William Contreras to you know the Milwaukee Brewers, and then the other significant trades that the Braves made this offseason were to the bullpen, getting Joe Jimenez, getting Lucas Lickey to add to what was clearly already a strength of this team, though the bullpen did lose Kenley Jansen. So the Braves have made upgrades, but it was in areas where they already were strong instead of making upgrades in more obvious areas, which would have been shortstop and left field. And perhaps some who look at the Braves offseason, they'll look at it and say, okay, well, what stands out is not only that you lost Dansby Swanson in free agency, but you also failed to, to make clear additions of, of somewhat certainty in left field and in shortstop. And who knows, the Braves still may make additional moves, but as we'll discuss a little bit later on in this episode, some more minor league moves that they made continue to show that the Braves may go with the committee approach to start the season at both shortstop and in left field. But the overall point that I'm getting at leads to another point that I don't think is being discussed as much. The Mets 
made moves to replenish the talent that they already had in place. The Carlos Correa signing for the Mets would have been that over a top, that additional signing that clearly would have made them better this year than they were last year. The Phillies did make that type of move in getting Trey Turner to add to the talent that they already had, and even though they're going to be without Bryce Harper until perhaps the All-Star break this year, they didn't need Bryce Harper for much of the regular season last year, and even at less than 100%, Bryce Harper was a big reason the Phillies made it to the World Series. So the Phillies clearly are in a better position than they were last year. But even though the Braves lost Ansby Swanson, they're going with a committee approach in left field and shortstop. In other words, they haven't made a significant addition to those clear areas of needs that they came into the offseason with many thinking those would be areas they would look to feel. It is noteworthy that the Braves have made additions to two areas where they were already strong in terms of their catching as well as their bullpen. It also matters that they maintained Dansby Swanson is, you know, as good as he is, he certainly is a significant loss. The Braves haven't lost any other talents from what many outlets, many projection systems to still be one of the top five teams in all of Major League Baseball. But here's the biggest reason why the Braves remain among the top of many of the projection models for next season. And what probably doesn't get discussed as much in these off-season gradings because it's talking about players that were already on the roster. It's the internal improvement that the Braves have the potential to benefit from in 2023. And the Braves have more opportunity for, for internal improvement, in my opinion, than many other clear contenders in baseball this season. Of course, I'm talking about the return to health, you know, a, a fully healthy offseason for Ronald Acuna Jr. and him being able to start the 2023 season, you know, in full capacity instead of coming back in May in limited capacity like he did last year. Ozzie Albies returning from his injury that kept him out for more than half the season. Hopefully coming back and having a better offensive season than he was starting out having last year. Ian Anderson and Mike Soroka coming, you know, off of seasons where they either were disappointing or where they either were disappointing or experienced injuries, both of them, especially Soroka, seeming to be, you know, in full mode. They're not being any limitations with what their workload will look like coming into spring training. The past production of those four players, who, by the way, are all still 26 and younger, the past production of those four players indicates that if all four of them are in a full, healthy capacity, that is clearly a significant source of potential upgrade for a Braves team that last year still won 100 games without anywhere near the level of contribution that they were hoping for from those four players. So the point that I'm getting at is, is that the Braves getting an overall positive grade for their offseason, that is a good thing. And yes, some may feel that the Braves failed to upgrade in the most obvious areas of need that they had. But them strengthening 
areas of strength that were already there and areas of strength that we know can be very valuable in the postseason, plus the internal improvement that all indications seems to be a likelihood. With all indications that Acuna and Albies and Soroka and Anderson are all four in a good spot to hopefully return to the production that they showed, elite production for their ages that they've showed in the past, that is one point about this Braves offseason that I think will really shine through as the 2023 season starts and progresses. So yes, we'll certainly see plenty of grades coming down the pipe from different outlets on the Braves offseason as time goes on. But as we continue to see when it comes to this Braves organization, when they make moves, it's moves concentrated on supporting the core that's already in place. When they make moves, they're calculated moves that more often than not are going to benefit the Braves both in the short and long term. And as we've seen before, when the Braves rely on the talent that they already have, it normally pays off in big ways more than them not relying on the talent that they already have. So while time will certainly tell how beneficial the Braves' approach this offseason was for their overall ability to get to where they want to get to be in a position to win another World Series in 2023, it's hard to bet against the overall amount of talent that the Braves have going into the 2023 season and obviously beyond. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Property Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of PropG Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. So for much of the offseason, I and, and others have discussed the fact that it still seemed like it was logical for the Braves to look at outside options, especially for their shortstop position, to look at outside options to potentially bring in another option at shortstop that could offer a bit more certainty than, you know, what the potential of Vaughn Grissom could offer in 2023 or what the, you know, improvements in Orlando Arcea's offensive game especially could offer for 2023 as well. In a 2023 season where speed and defense are going to take off more or going to take on more value due to rule changes that are coming this upcoming season, it, it at the very least seemed like it would make sense for the Braves to look at a shortstop option that could have a higher defensive upside, um, or, or at least a higher defensive certainty than Grissom or Arcia, to, to bring in to compete at the shortstop position. And there are names that could still make sense for the Braves to pursue, such as you know Elvis Andrus in free agency. Maybe there's a name or two the Braves could find sensible to trade for in spring training, and as time goes on. But the point that I'm getting at is, is that even though it seems logical and it may make sense that the Braves could bring in another option to, you know, try to fill in their shortstop or their left field positions, maybe even, you know, their DH opening as well. It As time goes on and the closer that we get to spring training starting, it seems less likely that the Braves are going to look to do another significant move to bring in an outside option and that they're satisfied with what they have internally to fill those roles. And though 
Minor league signings that happened this weekend by the Braves are likely of of minimal significance as time goes on. It does again feel like another indication that the Braves are fine going into the season looking to fill their left field and shortstop positions by committee and letting an, an internal option really take the reins of those positions and be the daily option that the Braves will feature at shortstop and left field. The names that I'm getting at, the Braves made several minor league signings uh, pre, uh, earlier this week, but the names that I'm specifically getting at, one is a familiar name when it comes to Braves fans, and that, of course, is a Denny Echevarria, who is back in the Braves organization after filling a utility infield role for the Braves in 2019 as well as 2020. Now, Echevarria does bring with him a bit of intrigue, and it's for multiple reasons. For one, Braves fans fell in love with him from his now, you know, almost viral, at least in Braves country, moment in, in, at the end, near the end of the 2019 season, where he made the comment that he certainly preferred to be with the Braves than, you know, the Mets, who he had played with earlier in the 2019 season. But Echeverria also provided some, some pretty big offensive moments in, in 2019, and at times, in 2020. When it came to Echeverria's career overall, now at the age of 33, overall, he, he's had some moments offensively, but he, he's mostly been below average with the bat. Where he's been very good at times is in the field with his gloves, certainly being a source of highlights, especially, you know, in his days as a Marlin. So Echeverria, beyond, you know, obviously, you know, some comments that made him a fan favorite of the Braves in 2019 and 2020, the last time that he played in the majors was 2020 with the Braves. So it's been two full seasons since he's been back in the majors. And now at the age of 33, you know, as he was playing, you know, for the Braves in 2019 and 2020, his overall defensive value, defensive ability at shortstop had kind of uh, declined a bit as he aged. And now at age 33, he may not necessarily be able to offer the clear defensive value at shortstop. He probably is not as consistent offensively. There's a reason why he's a minor league signing, but he's a familiar name that could be organizational depth for the Braves. And if needed, due to injuries or what have you, the Braves know that he's familiar and that at times he has thrived in being a utility option in the past for the Braves. So even though that was over two years ago, if for just some reason they were to need that for a short span of time this season, Echeverria could provide that type of depth as the 2023 season goes along. Again, that's looking at it half glass or glass half full, glass half empty. Echeverria doesn't really add any type of value. Again, he's been out of the league now for two seasons, so he may not make any type of major league impact this season, but it's fun to see a familiar name back in the organization. Of course, the other notable signing is Manjaris Sierra. Now, Sierra, perhaps to date, the most the, the the reason that baseball fans may know Sierra the most is because of him being a part of the now infamous trade package that came from the Cardinals to the Marlins when the Cardinals acquired Marcelo Zuna, who obviously now is in the Braves organization. But Sierra himself, at the time that he was traded from the Cardinals to the Marlins, was a highly touted prospect, mainly due to his defense as well as his speed. And at 26 years old, those two aspects of Sierra's game still clearly 
stand out. The issue that Sierra has run into is that there just is not being much value added at the plate offensively. No home runs in 636 at-bats so far in his Major League career, and he just never has been able to put together consistency to allow for him to get regular at-bats. He's just never been able to add the offensive value that has warranted him being a part of an everyday lineup. However, again, with the 2023 season, due to the ban of the shift, as well as the fact that base runners are going to have more factors in their, to their advantage that could lead to stolen bases being more of the uh, offensive approach of teams, a talent like Sierra's, due to his speed, due to his defense, those could be very valuable for the Braves, again, if other options that could play in the outfield may not be available due to injury and effectiveness, what have you. And we also know, even the Braves, who had Terrence score in the 2021 postseason, the speed of Sierra already having that in the organization, especially when there's going to be more value there for pure base stealers in 2023, having someone, an outfield option like Sierra that can add very good defense as well as good potential value on the base pass, that's a nice addition to have within the organization. So while nothing may ever come this season of value from Echeverria or from Sierra, they, it, they are at least sensible organizational depth options that in a pinch or in a short span could offer value this season for the Braves. But this news, but news this week also, you know, talks about a few, uh, a former Brave and also looking at what the Braves are going to potentially do when it comes to filling their head play-by-play -play position for television during the 2023 season. A notable retirement occurred for, for a former Brave earlier this week in the form of Darren O'Day, who hung up his cleats after 15 years of playing Major League Baseball. And O'Day, though he never was a, a pure closer in the game, he, for a decade, really, for the 2010s, Darren O'Day was one of the most productive setup men in the game of baseball. And though he ended, you know, he mainly ended his career with the Braves, playing parts of three different seasons with Atlanta, and though he never really pitched a lot of innings, he produced plenty of big outs, even if they were in short spans, for the Braves, especially during the 2020 season, as he made, you know, some, some pretty needed appearances during the 2020 playoffs. But best of luck to Darren O'Day, again, one of the best pure setup men over the past two decades in Major League Baseball, nothing but the best to him in retirement. And of course, when it comes to the play-by-play -play position that now is open with Chip Carey moving on to the Cardinals opportunity, a familiar name seems to be in the running and seems to be one that Braves fans certainly would love to welcome back to the Braves organization, and that is Tom Hart. Now, you know, I have echoed many where I thought that Ben Ingram, who is, has certainly, you know, become a fan favorite because of his great calls over the past few seasons for the Braves on the radio side of things, Ben Ingram may prefer to stay in that role, but Tom Hart, who used to be with the Braves as, as their, um, you know, side, for dugout sideline reporter, what have you, he may come back into the role of play-by-play -play announcer as he, over the past decade or so, has clearly had plenty of success with ESPN announcing a variety of games, especially around the SEC when it comes to football, basketball, and baseball. A good sense of humor, someone that knows the game, someone that clearly clearly has a passion 
for the Braves, Tom Hart would be a welcome addition back to the Braves organization for the play-by-play -play position that was left vacant by Chip Carey going to the Cardinals. So while we're not seeing a lot of news out there this week when it comes to the Braves making another major move to their roster, we do see plenty of fun moves to discuss that, yes, when it comes to Echeverria as well as Sierra, they may not offer value this season, but they at least are sensible organizational depth pieces that could offer value when needed. And of course, speaking of value, that's something that all Braves fans certainly want to see come from the voice that is going to be narrating many great moments, hopefully, this season for the Braves. Tom Hart, who seems to be a fan favorite from the time that he was with the Braves and certainly would be a fan favorite when he came back, perhaps he is going to be tabbed as the replacement for Chip Carey to man the seat that will do the play-by-play play for the Braves for this season and perhaps beyond on television. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. You can find all the great content from the Battery Power Podcast Network at Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media, free on all podcast platforms, and at BatteryPower.com. My name's Sean Coleman. Please make sure that you follow all the great content from all of Battery Power's Dot com's great contributors, but also you can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next time, we'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.